step inside the forum and you enter one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in all the sports. And here in Los Angeles this evening, all roads lead to the forum. It is the hottest ticket in sports. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let me turn down the instrumental real quick. We are back with another NBA League Pass podcast. I am on the road this time, on vacation, still getting a quick podcast done before game one of the NBA Finals. This is your gracious host, Jared Adams on the check-in. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, on Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio, on Twitter, war report radio straight through. This is what we do it for, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA Finals is here. Uh, I'm on vacation. I'm still doing podcasts. I brought my computer on the road with me. Brought my microphones, my cameras, and my equipment on the road with me. We are in Orlando, Florida, man. First time broadcasting from Orlando, Florida. It's a nice, chill vibe out here, man. We did the whole Universal Studios, uh, Islands of Adventure thing yesterday. Uh, we got my three-year-old niece out here. We got my brother out here. And his girl, and we are just kicking it here at the resort in lovely, lovely Orlando, Florida. Tonight is the game one of the NBA Finals. So, of course, I had to do an NBA League, League Pass podcast for you guys. Uh, we're going to keep it nice and short. It's going to be a real short podcast because there's nothing to really talk about. You know what I mean? I've been talking about my experience working for the NBA this year uh, on previous podcasts all throughout the playoffs since round one. And uh, pretty much my season has been over. That Thus, I'm on vacation. The Warriors advanced uh, to the finals, and the Raptors were able to take out the Bucks in six games after going down 2-0. They pretty much won four games straight. Um, I had the Raptors in six, like I said on this on this podcast before. Uh, no real surprise there for me. Like I said, all season, Giannis, um, he's a little overrated. He doesn't really have that fadeaway yet. Uh, when double teams come to him his only option is to pass out of him he doesn't really have that spin move and fade away and shoot away from the defender going away from the basket a la Kobe Jordan LeBron and even Kawhi Kawhi has even got that even KD has got that as well so Giannis uh he had a great MVP season I think Harden will win MVP for a second year in a row um Giannis you know he's got an offseason to work on his on his moves you know he's got to add a mid-range and he's got to add like he's got to be able to shoot off the dribble and he's got to be able to hit fadeaway jumpers man because obviously they're going to clog the lane in the playoffs you cannot win like that just going and driving everything and kicking everything uh the Rockets tried to do that it didn't work the Bucks tried to do it it didn't work you're going to need a slasher you're going to need a guy that has counter moves Giannis only time he really has counter moves is in the post right now so he's gonna have to work with what he does when he gets that ball from about 
the uh, foul line extended. He needs, he needs to really work on his game there, and he's got to work on his pull-up three from outside. Now, moving right along, game one is in Toronto tonight. You got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and the Warriors uh, going into Toronto to face Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, and the Raptors. And I just got word, we're so close to game time right now, that DeMarcus Cousins is active for game one. I'm not sure how much, how many minutes we'll see DeMarcus Cousins get tonight. Um, But yeah, shout out to my boy Mike uh, Esquery, Mike E., Mick the Great. He put... Uh, Looks, looks about $10 on uh, Curry to hit five threes. Curry and Clay both got to hit five threes. And Pascal Siakam and Clay Thompson both got to get 25. So we put $10 to win 400 on it. That's a respectable little wager right there. Shout out to New Jersey. They legalize sports gambling. Shout out to my boy Soda, a.k.a. Jerry, out there betting in New Jersey. Man, hope you out there listening to uh, this NBA League Pass podcast edition. So let's get to predictions. Like I said, it won't be a very long NBA podcast episode. There's only two teams left to talk about. We can go over some headlines before I get into my prediction really quick. You got to talk about LeBron's son and Dwayne Wade's son possibly playing high school basketball together, which is pretty cool. Um, You got Mike D'Antoni. He didn't get an extension on his deal. Uh, Zion Williamson, he's going to sign with CAA's. Uh, agency, which is fine, I guess. You know what I mean? No big deal. Not a lot of big news. You know what I mean? The big news right now is the finals, like I said. So I'm going to get to my finals prediction right here, right now. I ain't going to waste you guys any t- your time anymore. I'm going with the Warriors, obviously, in six. I mean, Warriors are a heavy favorite here, even though the Raptors are being pretty much overhyped, in my belief, by the mainstream media. Um, obviously, they're coming off the four straight wins in the conference finals. They're fresher at least in the minds and hearts of the NBA pundits and media members um this is their first time being in the finals the fans are going to be absolutely crazy and they actually have a pretty experienced playoff roster albeit this is their first season together as Toronto Raptors so you got Kawhi he's been to the finals Danny Green finals uh they have actually won championships with the Spurs you got Kyle Lowry conference finals Ibaka has been to the finals but Here's why I'm taking Warriors in six. Not only are the Warriors one of the best dynasties and the best teams we've ever seen in league history, in sports history, if they're able to win this one. But, you know what I mean? Raptors are going to be relying on guys that I don't really trust in the NBA Finals to really come up big. You got you to gotta, you gotta put your trust in a Van Fleet here. You got to put your trust in a no, no, uh, Norman Powell here. You got to put your trust in a Pascal Siakam. All capable players, but they come without the resume of the Golden State Warriors. And the Warriors bench, I think the Warriors bench is is very underrated. I think um, Portland, watching the Portland series and, and being able to analyze that matchup, um, the Warriors bench is actually pretty formidable. You still got Iguodala coming off the bench. You got Clay. I mean, uh, you got um, Sean Livingston obviously coming off the bench. Kevon Looney. Uh, solid big man coming off the bench that gives them great minutes. He's no pushover down low. He finishes He finishes assists. I mean, he gets offensive rebounds. I mean, people talk about, you can talk all day you want about, you know, the Raptors and their inside presence and what they bring to the table with a Gasol, Ibaka, and Siakam in there, which is fine, but 
Golden State doesn't need to beat you on the inside. They could beat you strictly with outside shots and with ball movement and with Draymond Green setting up his teammates. And and and, and you got to think about it also. Uh, I'm not sure who made this point on national media, but Golden State's execution. They've been here before, and they know how to play in crunch time. Rarely do you see Golden State, and we I think we saw this in Game 6 versus the Rockets in the uh, semifinals. It was like where the Rockets didn't make plays necessary to advance, the Warriors made all of those plays. They didn't leave any play for chance. You know what I mean? Like, Iguodala hits a big three, and Curry goes off for 35 in, 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 in the second half. I mean, and, and, and obviously, if the Warriors were to win this finals, it's almost like poetic justice on two levels now because not only was Steph Curry getting supremely disrespected by the mainstream media before KD went down, people saying that KD is the best player on the planet, which I don't believe he is. He's top five, top three, but he is three. Uh, um, like I said before on previous podcasts, you got LeBron one still to me. LeBron is still the best player in the game. You got Steph Curry, two. You got KD, three. And then Kawhi after that, four. So Kawhi is the top five player. They, they do have that. You know what I mean? There's never been a bad finals team that makes it to the finals, even if the East is weak. You know what I mean? That team is there for a reason. And they have a shot. You know what I mean? We're going to roll the ball out here in about 40, 45 minutes. You know I mean, game one is going to get underway. And we, we're going to see exactly what happens. But this is the thing. Golden State is so underrated. Even though they're the best dynasty we've seen since Kobe and Shaq, or the Miami Heat, Lake, uh, the Miami Heat, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade era. I mean, these guys. I mean, they make the right play. They execute perfectly in crunch time. They're they're underrated defenders, and their bench is completely underrated here. Now, if I would have to go bench for bench, I'm going with the Warriors bench. I don't really see how people are going with the Raptors bench, unproven, a whole bunch of unproven guys. Over the Warriors bench, who has a whole bunch of proven guys that play hard and they're not afraid of the moment. They've been in the finals before. You can say all you want about Quinn Cook versus Van Fleet. Quinn Cook has done more thus far in his NBA career. I don't think Quinn Cook is that great of an NBA player, yet he's still able to come in these games and hit big shots in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's getting minutes. He, he's been Curry's backup. He's only due for about, about five to ten minutes a game. But within that five to ten minutes, he's going to hit about two shots, guaranteed. Van Fleet, I mean, we've just started hearing about Van Fleet of, of, uh, since about maybe two months ago. I mean, or two for the last two years, rather. Who is Van Fleet? I don't even know what college Van Fleet went to. Norman Powell, I'm not a big fan of his either. He's, he's overrated as far as him coming up the bench and making a spark. Unproven guy, overrated. You got Siakam. Yeah, you're going to have to bank on Siakam to play out of his mind for you to have a chance. I mean, you got to think about the Warriors game plan and the Raptors game plan. Point blank, period. This is how I see the series. The Raptors, you got to look at the Warriors like, okay, how do we stop Steph Curry and Klay Thompson? They move off all these screens. Even if we put Kawhi on Steph, you're just going to reset him, put him to two screens and get Curry a wide open look. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, how do you stop the Raptors? You can either go two options. How do you either stop the Raptors? You can go two options here. You can either say, we're going to force everything on Kawhi, which is possible that, they, well, that we might see in game one. We're going to throw all the attention at Kawhi and make and let somebody else beat us. Or we're going to let Kawhi go off 
and then just stop all of the role players. See, on the Warriors, you can't just shut down all four guys. You can't just shut down Draymond, Clay, and Steph at the same time. It's, we've yet to see that happen. You know what I mean? And, and plus, who's the better team coming from behind? Golden State or the Raptors? So, like, even if the Raptors are up 12 mid-third quarter, it's not over against the Warriors yet. Because the Warriors, a 12-point lead is like having a six-point lead. Right or wrong? Am I speaking facts? Or if, if please, if I'm speaking facts, please shoot me a text and say, like, yo, I listen to your podcast. You're speaking bullshit right now. Who plays from behind better, the Warriors or the Raptors? The answer is the Warriors. So if they're down by 12, it's the equivalent of being down by six. Now, I was watching some game film from the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Raptors, even though they're able to claw themselves back into games against the Bucks to win that series, you can't be down 15 points against the Warriors and expect them to melt down. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. This is not the Milwaukee Bucks that the Raptors are facing here. It's, it's, the, it's the exact polar opposite. If you get down by 10 or 15 against this Warriors team, it's over. They know how to put you away. They're not the Bucks. They know how to hit the timely shot to absolutely demoralize you. Like I said previous podcast, there's no better player in the NBA right now or in recent memory that hits as demoralizing threes or demoralizing shots as Steph Curry. And I think going back to the poetic justice, this is poetic justice because so many media pundits are saying that Kawhi is the best player on planet Earth right now. And I'm here to tell you, I'm hopping on this podcast to tell you that he's just not. He's not better than Steph Curry, period. What has he done to put himself over Steph Curry? He led the Raptors team in a LeBronless East to the finals. That's what, I mean, the Raptors should have been favored the whole year. They're a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals and swapped out their best guy for a better player. From DeRozan to Kawhi. They should have been the favorite to make the finals in the East without LeBron there. Now, if LeBron had stayed in Cleveland, we'd be, we might be not even saying anything about Kawhi right now as him being the best player. So I just, don't, I just think, not that Kawhi is overrated. He's definitely tough. He definitely can win you two games in this series. But is he good enough to really beat the Warriors, the mighty Warriors that we've been talking about, that we've been seeing these past five years, the team that's made the finals five years straight in a row and lost one and knows what it feels like to lose one and knows how, how important game one is? I'm not even sure if the Warriors win tonight. It'd be interesting to see who wins tonight. But if the Warriors win tonight, close out the lights, series over. If the Warriors win tonight, the series is over, buddy. We're talking sweet. I'll be the first. Again, I love making first on my show because I've been proven right if you guys have been listening throughout this uh, playoff run 2019. If the Warriors win tonight, this series is going up. It, the Raptors are getting swept. They're not going back to Toronto. I'm sorry. That's that's how real this is tonight. So, I got the, I got the Warriors in six no matter what, whether they lose game one or not, I still think they win at least one here in the first two games, go protect their home floor on Golden State, and even if they can't win game five after being up 3-1 to close them out, which I think is quite possible, like, usually they don't, they don't lose closeout games either, 
uh, the Warriors. They've been so dominant over the past five years. It's been it's like hard to doubt them, but we're still seeing the doubts from uh, certain certain people in the media. Again, Steph Curry finally gets his justice. You know what I mean? We can finally stop the comparisons. He's better than KD. He's better than Kawhi after this series. And after this series, I don't want to hear it. And I want to get credit for being the first guy to really stamp that Steph Curry was the best player in the NBA, not named LeBron James. Now, before we get out of here, we're going to discuss one forum topic that I saw that I liked. And it was uh, which five teams will improve the most next season. Now, this is a pretty interesting question because free agency hasn't happened yet. And we never know which teams are going to um, get KD, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard, or Klay Thompson, or any of the guys that are up for grabs that can really improve a roster. But one team that shots out to me that's going to be better than they were this year, uh, next year is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. They have the number one overall pick. They get Zion Williamson, instantly a franchise game-changing player. Uh, if they're able to keep AD and Zion together, they're instant playoffs no matter what next year. Uh, what other team is getting better next season? I would have to go with the Knicks. Um, I think even if they don't get Kyrie or KD, just having a number three pick in RJ Barrett makes them a better team next year than they were this year. I'll go with the Knicks in there with the Pelicans. Who else will uh, improve the most next season? I got to put the Denver Nuggets in there. I think with their experience, I mean, the Denver Nuggets showed out this season, showed what they were capable of doing. But I think anything less than the conference finals next year for the Nuggets, uh, who are going to be more experienced, um, yeah, I think the Nuggets, um, definitely. You got to put Murray in there with more experience. Uh, Harris in there, Jokic in there with more experience. This is a dangerous, dangerous. The, the Denver Nuggets are playing with fire now. Like, let's make that very clear. They're going to be a tough team to beat moving forward. After that Game 7 loss on their home floor, you don't think those guys are in the gym this summer getting better? Please. So, right now, that's Pelicans, Knicks, Nuggets. I need two more teams that are going to improve next season. Let's think about this here. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking the Lakers. Lakers are going to get better. I think the Lakers, they're, they're going to get a marquee free agent this year. Um, I'm hoping they get Kawhi. That will be pretty cool. Like, say if the Warriors win tonight or win this series and the Raptors lose, that gives him plausible deniability to pretty much leave the Raptors high and dry and join the Lakers in free agency. So that's the Pelicans, the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Nuggets are improving next season. And five, I'm gonna go with the Blazers, man. Hopefully, we get we can shred some salary with that, well, which is much needed. We need to get rid of uh, Evan Turner, Alfu Camino, and their salary. If we could do that and bring in a marquee guy, you never know. The sky's the limit for this Blazers team. Uh, you keep the 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 pretty much the core in place with uh, Lillard, McCollum, Cantor, and and Nurkic coming back healthy next year. I think if you unload guys like Alvaro Gamino, who's making a ton of money, or Evan Turner, who's making a ton of money, and go after one of these guys, it's a pretty good sales pitch. I'm not sure who wants to really go to Portland, but depending on if, how creative the Portland GM is, they're primed to land a guy like um, KD, even though he, he should go there, but he won't because 
You know what I mean? It's just not happening. Um, KD is, you know what I mean, rumored to go to the Knicks or the Nets. Or in, I think both would be bad situations for him leaving Golden State. KD is in a lose-lose situation. I know getting in a max contract and playing in the NBA, you're pretty much blessed already. But he's pretty much in a lose-lose situation unless, of course, the Raptors do win this finals and he's able to stay in Golden State. So that's going to be it for today's podcast. NBA Finals are about to start up in about 30 minutes. I hope that was enough for you guys. Like I said, I'm the greatest host, Jared Adams. Thank you guys for tuning in logging on. Follow me on Twitter, War Report Radio Straight Through, and on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore. Solid, man. Peace out, man. That's all I need to say. Peace.